Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, everyone. Lucy Kippist here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo and the host of this podcast where we peek inside the everyday lives of our inspiring small business community. We know that managing cash flow can be a common challenge for our small business community. In fact, recent research from Zero found that 27% of Australian small business owners named cash flow as their top concern during the pandemic. Today's guest is Melbourne-based solo business owner, Misty Walsh. She's the founder of Misty Salted Caramel. Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, Misty. Thanks, Lucy. Thanks so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about how you've been managing your cash flow in your small business, but it'd be great to have a little bit of a summary about about your business and how it came to be. No worries. I make salted caramel sauce. So I started this about um, seven years ago, uh, just as a side hustle. Um, and over the years have added to my flavor range. So I still only make salted caramel, but in about eight different flavors. And then uh, about three and a half years ago, I um, was able to quit my job and and make it my full-time gig. So um, it it just came about from making it for friends and family. And and it was my mum that said, this is really good. You could, you could probably sell this. So um, it's, it's evolved. It's been, um, yeah, probably a a slow journey as I never expected it to be a full-time job, but um, um, it's turned out that way and it's fantastic. That's fantastic. And what you've described there is, is a journey that most of us would wish for really starting something as a side hustle and then it becoming something that you can do full-time. What do you think that, what would you say is your favorite part about being able to run your own business? Probably the flexibility. You have to work so hard, but you work in the hours that, that you want to work and you sort of let it fit into your lifestyle. And sometimes that means you have to work really hard when other people aren't, but, um, but then you can manage it a bit. So um, and also just how rewarding it is starting something yourself and, and watching it grow and probably not often enough do we pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, that's kind of cool that it's worked out. So I try and do that, try and try and recognise that when I can. That's an excellent, excellent thing to do. So obviously last year was, um, well, nobody expected it and it brought um, some serious challenges to our small business community. What systems did you need to implement um, as things were changing there, given that also you're in Victoria, to help you manage the pandemic? Yeah, it was um, it was pretty scary to begin with. Initially, I saw things drop off a bit and, and I still did a lot of markets around the country um, and um, thought that was a huge part of my revenue. And obviously, they were all cancelled and, and that was pretty scary. Um, so I had to shift my focus to my stockers, which was also uh, difficult because many of them being um, gift stores also had to close, but they also pivoted and went online. So 
I was really lucky in that my stocker space increased quite substantially. And yeah, I was sort of able to get through the year, regardless of, of the market income, based on online sales and sales from my stockers. Okay, great. And and what would you say that what impact is you're obviously a, a zero customer? What impact would you say that zero's had on how you manage your cash flow? Well, not having the markets, I was probably doing one every month, like a, a bigger sort of design three-day market every month from May through to the end of the year. Not having that income and, and cash flow was a bit scary, but uh, Zero is great because their dashboard allows you to see when you invoice someone, what income's coming in over the next seven days or two weeks or whatever it might be. It shows you how you've performed in the last month, you know, your, your outgoings and, and your money coming in and just provides that ability to plan a bit so you know what's coming in and and what you can spend over the next month or so and and just manage manage your cash flow that way. Previously, before I had zero, I mean, when, when you start, everything's pretty basic and it has to be because you don't have that huge cash flow. So you have to be really, really mindful on what you're spending. But I just had no way of tracking it no way of tracking what money was coming in. And so zero is fantastic for that. So that, yeah, that's a huge advantage, I imagine, because, you know, as you've mentioned there, running a small business is no easy feat, but running a a small business before you've actually hit that comfortable level of income where you can anticipate where I imagine you are now, you can sort of anticipate what you're going to earn before that having, having no sort of system to help you organize that would just feel like another thing to have to manage. It's it's amazing looking back. I'm lucky I'm in a position now that I don't have to stress too much about it, but that's been a long time coming. You can't expect that to be like that from day one. And oh, the, I, I quit my job at the worst possible time. Just so naive, but I made, made my way through. And by improving your cash flow, you can become a lot more efficient. So you can buy you know, increase supplies, you can get better prices for things. Um, it's, it's more time consuming, but that takes time to get there. Like you just, you can't expect it to, to be an instant success and have that comfort straight away. That's really excellent advice. Our listeners are small business owners, just like you in various stages of, of business development. But I'm just wondering, we've talked there a bit about the importance of being patient and understanding that a business takes time to grow and therefore systems to support you in the best way take time to grow. But I'm wondering what other advice you might give small business owners in a similar stage to yourself in terms of being able to manage their cash flow. Well, I think you have to do a lot yourself. So outsourcing is quite a luxury that comes later on. But in the beginning, to save costs, you, you have to do a lot yourself. And so it's, it is hard work in the beginning. I'm not saying it's easy now, but yeah, you, you have to do your accounting. I mean, I used to handwrite every single jar. I used to handwrite the labels, whereas now I have it printed. So I think you have to recognize that you, you've got to put the time in and the hard work in in the beginning because it's just not viable to, to be outsourcing. But if you stick at it, that'll come and you can become a bit more efficient and realize where your strengths are and, you know, what it's better to outsource and get someone else to do so that you can focus on making your product. Yeah, because I'm sure that when you start out, the things that you think at that point you're going to need help with and that would be perfect to have help with change quite rapidly as you become more successful. I'm sure that there's elements of a business where you're like, oh, I wasn't anticipating that to be a problem or my money's better spent getting help with 
that element of the business as opposed to the things that you assume from the beginning that you're going to need help with. Absolutely. And I think in in the beginning, you're scared to spend that money. And then once you're able to do that, you think, gosh, that is so much more efficient. That person is much better at doing that than I am, but it it takes time to get there and and it's evolving. You just never know, like no one really knows what they're doing at any point really I think we all suffer from a bit of imposter syndrome but you work through it and different problems pop up and you get your way through and then it becomes you know something that you you feel confident in. The last question I had for you Misty was in terms of last year and the experience of it we've talked a lot about that here at Flying Solo in terms of you know the impact that those changes had on our day-to-day business life then but in terms of taking a broader view what do you think your experience of last year has taught you or brought to the way that you, you're planning to do business now over the long term? Well, I was just so glad that I used Australian suppliers and Australian ingredients. I had no delays in getting jars or no delays with suppliers. You know, it's a bit tempting to look overseas to get things a bit cheaper, but what last year taught me is there's so much value in using Australian suppliers. And yes, it does cost a little bit more and Um, but I think consumers are changing and people are looking at labels. They want to support Australian businesses. They want to buy products that are made here using Australian ingredients and they're willing to pay for that. And if, if I've learned anything from last year, it's just to, to keep doing that, support other local businesses where I can. And, and yeah, I I think there has been a shift in consumers. Absolutely. And, you know, um, such a good point and one that we, we need to talk about more essentially, I think, as we're, as we're moving forward out of COVID is the importance of our own, as you say, our own suppliers, our own product. And our own industries, you know, let's not, let's not say what happened to car manufacturing, like that just completely died here in Australia. Like we don't want to lose industries here. Let's try and keep as much as we can here and support those support those small businesses. Very wise words there. So Misty, tell us where we can go and find out more about this delicious caramel that you make um, and where we can buy it from. Yeah, well, um, you can purchase through my website. So that's www.mistyssaltedcaramel.com.au. It's also got a full list of all my stockists around Australia on there. So if, if you don't want to buy online, then um, you can buy it from one of your local stores. And you can follow us on Instagram. It's just at Misty Salted Caramel. Brilliant. And all the best for the rest of this year. Thanks so much, Lucy.